All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. And here we are, officially in the offseason for our beloved team. And I, I know this wrapped up one game sooner than we all had hoped it would. I'm not going to spend too much time talking about the AFC Championship game. You've probably digested all of the information that you need from that. I know that I certainly have. And and for me here at Breaking Buffalo Rumblings, it is time to go into off-season mode. And for me, those of you that have followed me long enough, you know I love to to talk about the draft, to talk about free agency. Obviously, this year with the season going longer for the Bills than it has in years past, I find myself a, a little bit behind things, right? And and really having myself prepared and being ready to go. But with it, right, it's like I'm just going to jump right into it. And and as we go with it, I think it's uh, it's an interesting topic to get us started. And a lot of it ties into the running game for the Bills. And you know, when you talk about this, the plenty of conversation, right, is the Buffalo Bills passing offense. Um, really developed during the 2020 season. We we saw Josh Allen become a legitimate NFL star, an all-pro choice, uh, a Pro Bowl choice. And really with this, we've seen him at times be able to put the team on his back and carry them to victory. Um, very similar as we did just two weeks ago, right against the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, but more of the question, and it seems a piece that certainly has been getting under Coach Sean McDermott's skin is the lack of a running game for the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, I say that as he did his postseason press conference today. It is certainly an area for him, right, when you take a look at things that that he noted. And Marcel Luis Jacques had the tweet, and I quote from him, Sean McDermott said it's too early to pinpoint exactly what improvements need to be made this offseason. But, and then in quotes, I can tell you right now, we've got to run the football better. And I think for a lot of fans, right, we've taken a look at things and we've thought to ourselves like, hey, the passing game, fantastic. When you've got Stefan Diggs leading the league in passing and receptions, Cole Beasley, second team all pro, uh, John Brown, despite being hurt, we've seen what he can do. Gabriel Davis, a promising rookie, Isaiah McKenzie, and it goes on and on. But really the lack of running game for the Bills this year did stand out like a sore thumb. And then you get into some games, right, where things just aren't clicking with the passing offense. And even despite that, the running game can't get going. And I think when you do look back to Sunday, right, at least with the bracket coverage that the Chiefs had on the Bills wide receivers, um, it would have been a prime game for the Bills to establish some presence of a running game, right, to keep the Chiefs defense honest. And outside of the runs from Josh Allen, um, Devin Singletary not able to get much going. TJ Yeldon uh, a little bit in limited touches, three carries for 15 yards, you know, a little bit more adept as a pass catcher. But the the Bills running game, right, it just it never developed a, the rhythm that you really hoped you would see from it this season, with the exception of the 24 to 21 win over the Patriots, where it really was the run game that seemed to carry the Bills to victory. So as you come into this this offseason, right, and again, it got going with a bit of a bang, and I say that because the conversation starts to center around the, the running backs. 
And you guys know I love Joe Marino, the work that he does on Locked on Bills. Um, If I haven't said this to you before, Joe and I are not related in any way, shape, or form. There's people that think we're cousins or brothers or any of those things. Just two guys with the last name Marino that love to talk about the Buffalo Bills. Um, And when he was talking about some draft prospects for the Bills, you know, having that type of playmaker in the running game that if the Bills were to make the investment, that could really open things up. And on his podcast, one of the guys that he highlighted earlier in the season, and again, I say this, it's not like Joe, he didn't come out and say, hey, just, uh, you know, you definitely need to get a feature back in the first round. That's not what he said. But he did bring up the name of Travis Etienne, right? The dynamic running back from Clemson, uh, finishing out his senior year. As someone that, hey, if the Bills were to add him to the offense, what a playmaker that he would be, right, to add a level of explosiveness. If you haven't followed college football too much this season, right, Travis Etienne was one many expected would come out in the 2020 draft. Not the case. Um, Came back for his senior year at Clemson. And let me talk to you a little bit, right? This is the, uh, the report that Marino has at thedraftnetwork.com. And if you are not a fan of the Draft Network, you should be following them on Twitter. You could be a subscriber like I am. I, I love the work that they do and so much that you go with it. So here's what Joe has. Clemson running back Travis Etienne enters the NFL after a productive college career that resulted in him being the ACC's all-time leading rusher. His burst and contact balance makes him a big playback that is capable of taking it to the distance from any part of the field. While he's an explosive back, ATN is disciplined and doesn't try to do too much and put his team in bad positions. He's grown wonderfully as a receiver and is a nightmare matchup for linebackers and coverage. So when you hear that, right, and if you've seen him play, right, and Clemson is on TV enough, I'm guessing that you have seen him play and seen him as just a, a guy, and, and Joe writes here, right, he is a scheme transcendent back. He can do so much. He can take the ball to the house anytime that he touches it. As you go through and look at this, you think to yourself, man, well, you don't have that game breaker in Zach Moss. You don't have that game breaker in Devin Singletary. You know, is this the type of player that is that answer? And of course, it starts, you know, anytime you talk about adding a dynamic piece on offense, people will be excited, right? We talked about it last year before the Bills made the Stefan Diggs trade. Um, who were all the wide receivers in the class, right? Would someone like a C.D. Lamb fall? What a Jerry Judy? What about Henry Ruggs early on? Could the Bills trade up? What about a Justin Jefferson at 22 or a Jalen Rager? You know, there were so many options to take a look at. Now you start to think, and it's like, okay, down the stretch again, that running game, not what you wanted it to be. And, of course, I don't put it all on the back. Sometimes it could be play calling. Sometimes it could be the offensive line. It could be a lot of different things. For me, it's always one of those second and short. I always notice the Bills seem to struggle this year, right? They'll pick up eight yards on first down, second and two. They try to run the ball and they lose a yard. It just seemed to be consistent for me. And that's, I don't have the statistics to back it up. It just from the eyeball test, right? So Marino throws it out with Travis Etienne. And again, as I'm seeing this, I'm hearing it immediately. I think of people like Bruce Nolan, who is just like, no, 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 no. I know it. I know it. I know. I know he's just thinking it. So you fast forward a little bit, and then it comes this morning. And Mel Kuyper from ESPN comes out with his first mock draft. And I'll read to you here. If you're an ESPN insider, you can get it. Number 30, the Buffalo Bills. 
Najee Harris, running back Alabama. And I quote, Buffalo's running game was so ineffective this season that offensive coordinator Brian Dable cooked up a few game plans that required very few runs. Josh Allen was the Bills' leading rusher in the postseason by 82 yards. They should upgrade with Harris, who had a dominant season for the Crimson Tide and could also help in the passing game. With rookie Zach Moss coming off an ankle injury and Devin Singletary not an every-down player, this is where the Bills can get better immediately in 2021. And we've seen rookies come in right away and make a big impact. Offensive line is a position to watch for Buffalo. I thought about Michigan offensive tackle Jalen Mayfield here. Now, again, as you look at the prospects, there's a good number of offensive tackle prospects projected to go in the first and second round. When you talk about a player like Harris, a player like ATN, right, clearly the top two backs on the big boards right now that we take a look at. I go back to the draftnetwork.com. Jordan Reed has the write up here on Harris, and he says Harris is a versatile threat. There was a rare case of, the, of a backfield rusher who played all four seasons in Tuscaloosa. A tall and upright runner, Harris is a blend of power, determination, and versatility, is both a between the tackles runner and perimeter rushing threat. A comfortable pass catcher out of the backfield, he's made strides in his pass catching ability every season. A running back that can have passing concepts designed around his abilities, he can routinely put second-level defenders in a bind with scheme patterns to attack coverage. A runner that always seems to fall forward when taking on contact, he's a highly determined and physical rusher who forces defenders to tackle him to the ground through the echo of the whistle. Six foot two, 230 pounds. That's a big boy, right? When you talk about in the backfield, a little bit different when you talk about ATN at 5'10", 210. Um, but again, right? So then the conversation gets going. Kuiper comes out with his mock. Of course, it's going to get a buzz. Anytime a running back goes in the first round, right? You know there's a conversation around that. And so often because it's like, right, you're really not giving those big second contracts to running backs. So you're going to ask yourself, it's like, ah, is it really worth the investment? I can certainly be swayed. And I know there's some people, again, that just are so against it. And I completely understand why, right? You're not investing a first round pick to just get four or five years out of someone. Here's the but though, right? If that someone can come in and be an immediate difference maker. And I know there's guys that get taken in the fifth round, the sixth round, undrafted free agents that have delivered at the NFL. But if there's someone as a running back that you look at as the, the missing link to your offense, a relative sure thing, is maybe one of these two guys can be, and you're sitting there with pick number 30, and you're looking to balance out your offense more. And I don't mean balance off of like 50-50 runs to, to passing. That's not what I'm talking about. But where you have that threat at all times coming out of your backfield. I don't know. I mean, you look at the other prospects that are there, you think to yourself, and I know there's questions. Are you re-signing Darrell Williams? Are you re-signing Matt Milano, John Feliciano? There's depth that you need in other areas. Do you upgrade at cornerback to all these different pieces? Talking about the draft before free agency doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but you know what? It's a whole lot of fun. I love talking about the draft. So here we are. So you start to see this, right? And there's a lot of conversation going back and forth and people chiming in. So <laughs> what do I do? I go to Twitter and it's like, let me see what Bill's fans think. And here was the question I posed. Okay, Bill's Mafia, where do you fall on taking a running back with pick 30? Feel free to respond with your thoughts. 
So as of the time I'm recording this, almost 400 votes, 388 votes. You know, that's a pretty good sample size of Bills fans, right? I'll, I'll take that in a relative short period of time. Forty Around 42% said yes, 58% said no. So from that, and even early on, it was around 50-50. But when you look at that, around a 60-40 split, that's a pretty good divide, right? When you When you look at something here. And, and, you know, you really see people just going back and forth, back and forth. You know, our my, my buddy Nate from Circling the Wagons podcast, right? I mean, he writes here, it feels like the issues running the ball have less to do with running backs on the roster than it does O-line personnel and our coaching. So I said no. Okay. I, I totally get that part, right? You take a look at that piece and, and I get it. I completely get it. Um from that standpoint, because you can look at it and think to yourself, like, hey, I'm 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 ready. You know, I'm ready with this. Right. Like you you, you think to yourself, like, hey, if that is a difference maker, hey, you can get running backs at other spots. You know, then you've got others. Right. Uh, <laughs> Captain Pantalones. Right. To 100 percent. Yes. But only if the value makes sense. And of course, you get that, too. Right. You don't want anything to be you know too much of a reach. Mark Ryan, who I interact with a lot, I'm okay with taking a player that is called a running back, but is dynamic and can do multiple things within the defense, within the offense. So, right, I mean, you've got so many of these pieces back and forth, and it's too early to make even that type of call. I don't even know if either one of these players would be there at 30. But I think it's a conversation that is going to continue up until the 2021 NFL draft for many Bills fans. Because, again, It's not sexy or exciting to talk about taking an offensive tackle with pick 30. Um, If the Bills re-sign Matt Milano, you can say, hey, maybe you need to address the depth at linebacker, but you can do that in the second and third round. You don't need to do that at pick 30. Or maybe you look at things and, you know, John Brown, maybe, you know, maybe he's just not right physically. Maybe the team decides that they can make that cap savings, give some more run to Gabriel Davis or get someone at pick 30. I'm not really sure that that's going to be the case. Um, and at least from what we've seen from, you know, in these past few drafts, the Bills have been comfortable with Levi Wallace. Now you got somebody like Dane Jackson um, from that standpoint, right? Like, I don't think the Bills are going to draft a cornerback at pick 30. So much time between now and then, I get it. But um, I share this with all of you because it's fun, right? I mean, I think when you watch, when I watch Travis Etienne play, and I think of him and someone that dynamic and what he can do as a pass catcher. And if you were to add him to the Buffalo Bills offense, yes, of course I would be excited. Of course I would be excited. Who wouldn't? We should all be excited at something like that, right? That kind of possibility I think would be uh, would be fun to imagine for right now. Because regardless of where you feel what the Bills should do about drafting a running back, if they should draft another running back or what round or any of those things, what it looks like. It is safe to say that Zach Moss and Devin Singletary did not live up to our expectations this season. And again, a number of factors. Sometimes you get guys in a timeshare, you've got guys banged up, you've got different things. But it's like, I felt like if the Bills could effectively run the football, they would not have abandoned it the way that they they did. And maybe that just was a talent issue for them this year above anything else. Now, before we go, the Bills did make some roster moves today. 
from the Buffalo Bills PR department. The Bills have signed the following 13 players to reserve future contracts. So I'm going to run through these names for you. A lot of familiar ones that you would see. And as you look forward to these guys being in camp next year um, and having a chance to earn a spot on that 53-man roster. Um, tackle Trey Adams. Many of you remember him, right? A undrafted free agent this past year and, you know, coming off of just some a number of injuries in his time in college. But he has been signed to a reserve future contract. Tight end Nate Becker. Defensive tackle Brandon Bryant. Defensive end Brian Cox Jr. Wide receiver Tanner Gentry. You remember him, a former college teammate of Josh Allen's. Cornerback Dane Jackson, somebody that I like to see uh, stick to the 53-man roster next year. Wide receiver Jake Kumro. Um, again, right? Got some good action with the Bills. Had to get waived. The Saints scooped him up after the Saints waived him again. Now he is back with the Buffalo Bills. Will have a shot at earning a spot on the 53-man roster. Defensive end Mike Love. Safety Josh Thomas. Running back Christian Wade, everybody's favorite practice squad running back. Quarterback Davis Webb. Running back Antonio Williams. Who might challenge Christian Wade for that top running back spot. And finally, wide receiver Duke Williams. You know, when you take a look at this, an impressive list, right? You think of guys that have had an opportunity to do some good things in some regular season games. Um, while we didn't see a ton from Duke Williams this season, we certainly saw him perform in 2019. Antonio Williams with the big game against the Miami Dolphins. Um, Mike Love has certainly flashed as a pass rusher at defensive end. Jay Kumaro, uh, again, right? We've seen those flashes. I think there is a high ceiling for him. Cornerback Dane Jackson made the most of his opportunities when he was called up. And even Brian Cox got some spot duty earlier in the season um, when he was elevated from the practice squad. So a pretty impressive group from my standpoint. Definitely something to, to keep an eye on. So, you know, as we go through with all of this, again, now we're in off-season mode with the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Um, I just encourage you guys to keep tuning in. Um, really for us, we will continue to do shows most every day. Some days we'll actually have more than one show, uh, just because it's the off season. We know that Buffalo Bills fans still want to engage. They still want to talk about free agency. They want to talk about the draft. They want to talk about the upcoming schedule and, and really we'll have all those things for you. Um, it's a lot of fun for us, right? And, and hopefully it's fun for you too. We try to keep the topics as relevant as we can. And again, when you talk about free agency, when you talk about the draft, there's so much to talk about. And I mean, I'm thinking free agency just of like free agents from other teams, but then you get into it. I mean, the Buffalo Bills have a good number of free agents, you know, outside guys like Matt Milano, outside of Daryl Williams and John Feliciano. Andre Roberts is a free agent. What's the team going to do there? We all make an assumption that Trent Murphy will not be back. But depending on some other things that could happen, I mean, hey, maybe you got a vet that comes back on a lower $2 million type of contract. I imagine there will be more of a market for him, but I don't know. What do we know at this point? And of course, will the team do any sort of restructuring with contracts? Anybody that they'll look to, you know, get out of the deals that they have with them? I don't imagine that right now, but we still have to wait and see what the salary cap is going to look like too. So as much as it's disappointing that the season is over for the Bills, I am excited that there is just uh, the offseason ahead of us. And when you think back to this past year, you know, most notably, say, these last 10 months, right, since the COVID-19 pandemic, um, the ability to chat with all of you about the Bills each and every week, uh, to engage with you guys in social media, um, 
it's just been such a welcome distraction. And I say that in a way of, uh, you know, our football team, the Buffalo Bills, finishing a, a great season by all standards. And uh, to can you continue that conversation as we move forward, I just wanted to say thanks. Because I appreciate all of you, the fact that you spend the time to, to tune in, whether you agree with what we're talking about or not. It's, uh, it's fun to share that passion for the Buffalo Bills. And again, you can catch all of our great shows here. The Code of Conduct, Circling the Wagons, Buffalo Rumblings Q&A, The Mafia Mavens, The Buff Hub, Jamie D and Big Newt, The Bruce Exclusive, Believe Podcast. We just got you covered, man. Like Again, we're looking to go seven days a week, continuing throughout the offseason. And that's all possible because of all of you. So I'm going to wrap things up now. Hit me up on Twitter, though, at Marino. Let me know your thoughts about drafting a running back in the first round. I'd love to hear what you think. And uh, it's fun just looking at the uh, the comments in that section as well. So appreciate you guys tuning in. Take care. And until next week, go Bills.